Hello, everybody. This is Mark Lewandowski. Welcome to Mind Your Business. Mind Your Business is all about building your personal capacity. Personal capacity is what is needed for you to grow in your career, make great decisions, and become a person of influence. So sit back and enjoy this content as I share with you insights and stories, examples, and personal challenges designed to do one thing, build your capacity to change your world. One of the best things that you can have for your career is a real work-life balance. Boy, it's hard to find a real good work-life balance, and it's really hard to find good advice on work-life balance. The reason is that no two people are the same, and no two situations are the same. Every person's got to find balance that fits themselves. Today, I'm going to talk to you about four principles for you to start getting a good work-life balance. Why is work-life balance so important? Because if you do it right, if you balance the amount of effort you put into your work and you balance an appropriate amount of focus on your life, then both you do better. So the bottom line is, if you're overworking, you're not going to have good life. And if you're too focused on your life, your your work is going to suffer. So you've really got to find this balance. So let's talk about the first thing that really creates work-life balance. First principle I think you should know is, number one, be present. What does it mean to be present? Well, it's just this simple. When you're at work, be at work. When you're at home, be at home. Now, it sounds really simple, but think about it for your own perspective. When you engage in personal things at work, when you get home, you're thinking, oh, crap, I should have done a better job at work. When you're at home and you're focused on work issues and you're distracted and you're not focused on your friends and your family and your children and enjoying life, you're thinking, God, I've got to do a better job being a human, being a person. So really being present is very important. It's really trying to find a way to be where you are at the time you're there, being present. So how do I do that? So it's simple to say that, Mark. It's easy to say, well, how do I be present? But how do I go about doing that? Let me give you a couple of principles or a couple of things for you to consider. Now, remember, as I said, every person is different. Every situation is different. I'm going to give you a couple of things to consider. But number one in being present is you got to drastically eliminate or minimize the use of social media and personal phone calls while you're at work. In other words, control that. If you allow social media or personal phone calls to interfere or take over your work life, you're never really going to be present at work. And consequently, you're going to have guilt when you get home about how you did not perform on the workplace. And then you're going to start to worry about your job and think, man, am I putting my job at risk? Could I be doing more? Should I have been making more money? Could I have been more productive? And the answer is, yes, you probably could have been much more productive by simply minimizing the use of social media and personal phone calls. One of the things I do 
is I put my phone away. And the people that follow me, when I give them advice or coaching, they'll put their phone on silent and put it in their desk drawer and then check it periodically through the day. So the next thing about being present that's important is make a list of things you got to get done that day and then accomplish that list. When you accomplish those things, it's exhilarating. It's exciting. You feel like, okay, I did it. I can now close up this chapter of my life and move on. That's really important. When you leave things dangling, you cannot close up the day and move on to more fun or enjoyable or relaxing things. Finally, if you're going to be present at work, you've got to eliminate wastes of time and distractions that cause anxiety. Where does that anxiety come? Anxiety comes from not accomplishing as much as you could. Where do time wasters and distractions come? Most of the time they come from people. People that want to chat, people that want to talk, people that want to call you, people that want to have a an overly long dialogue about an API at work or a conference that they want to attend and why they should or should not go to this conference or that conference. No matter what it is, people are most likely the distractions that cause that anxiety. So if you're going to be present, you've got to eliminate things that keep you from accomplishing great work during the day. Think about that. If you get stuff done and you're able to wrap it up, it's kind of like putting the bow on the end of a package. You've, you've put the package in the box. You've taped up the box. You've wrapped it beautifully. You've made sure the tape is perfect. You put the bow on the box and you are done. You can move on. It's almost like a present for yourself. So number two, I want to give you another key to work-life balance. And it's one I learned years ago and tried to mimic from a mentor I had way back in the 80s. He used to say, in order to really be a great person at home, and this is mostly advice for those of you that have a marriage or you've got a relationship in which you spend a lot of time with someone else, or especially if you have children that are relying upon you. You pick a transition spot. You pick a transition spot. It's a, it's a place on your way home from work in which you turn off your mind and you promise yourself that tomorrow you'll turn your mind back on in that spot. Now, this is the one thing in work-life balance that I'm really pretty good at. This is the one thing I do well. I know that when I'm done at the end of the day, and I slide into my vehicle, and I turn on the radio, it's usually late in the day, so I will turn it on something really interesting to me. And it's usually not the news, not typical local news about where the traffic is or who shot who. I don't like that stuff. It's more entertainment news, more educational news. That's my transition spot. That's the place where I get free, and I try not to engage in any more work-related phone calls. In fact, when I get home, I put my phone in the office. The office is a place at my house that's right on the way coming in the house. It's just to the right. I set my phone down and I plug it in and I don't look at it again until I've seen everybody in my home, spent time with them, chatted with them, and find out how their day is going. So leaving your phone in another room is really great if you're allowed If you happen to be one of those persons that is on call, it's really just not going to work for you. And I'm sorry about that. But the people that I know that are on call, like my dear friend who's a physician who has elderly patients in nursing homes that are on call, 
When he gets away, he really gets away and he turns off his phone. By the way, many of you should consider two ways of people getting hold of you. You know, it's it's kind of crazy to consider in today's uh, phone world and how expensive phones are to consider two phones, one that you can shut off and one you have just for emergency or social purposes only. The producer of this podcast, Mind Your Business, is a dear, dear, trusted friend and advisor to me. And he thinks I should have two phones. I haven't done it yet because I think I'm really good at just turning off the phone and moving on and closing up my day and moving on. However, it's something you should consider. But the reality is getting away from your phone for a little while helps you make the transition. The one thing I'm not very good at as far as work-life balance is I am really good at turning off my mind in the night, but my mind turns right on to business in the morning. That's tough for me. So I have tried to convince my wife that I'm going to be okay by having coffee in the morning with her and then turning on my mind when I go down to the treadmill. I can't help it. When I get on my treadmill in the morning, I cannot help thinking about business. I am solving problems in my mind. That left brain, right brain is just pumping when I'm working out. So that's my transition spot. That's the point at which I turn my brain back on in the morning. Number three, if you're really going to have good work-life balance, you've got to find meaning outside of work. Now, for every person, meaning is different. One person, that meaning may be a hobby. It may be a group that they love to do art with or music, or they may uh, have a group of friends that they like to go and share a beer with at the end of the day, or maybe they have friends with that they rotate restaurants once or twice a week or go to their friend's house for a barbecue. Those are really important. There are many people out here that their work-life balance is based upon their faith. They're very involved in their church on the weekends, like all day Sunday, and then they have events on Tuesday at a cell group or Wednesday night church. That's great, too. That's really important part of work-life balance. There's a great deal of people that find work-life balance in fitness. They leave the office and go right to the gym. And for them, the gym after work, after they've buttoned things down and wrapped them up and put a bow on them, their fitness time is very refreshing very energizing. It's just great. And finally, many people I know find their work-life balance in volunteer work, finding a place where they can apply their skills and their talents and their energies and their joys to other people. That might be in the faith group. It might be in the community. It might be in politics. But what it does is it forces you to transition and break away because you're thinking about something new and fresh. And that's very important. So when you think about a work-life balance, something meaningful outside of work, that cannot be a meaningful new desktop or laptop or iPad that you've got at home in which you can do more work. That, that's still work. You haven't made a transition. This transition is when you're forced to break away both emotionally, physically, but especially mentally. Finally, if you're going to be great at work-life balance, you've got to find mental support. In other words, you've got to learn how to control your thinking. Where do you get that kind of education, knowledge, in work-life balance? Well, many people find that in reading. We subscribe to a magazine here at our home 
on meditation that allows us to read articles about how to meditate, how to get free, how to set your mind free when you're outside and going for a walk. It's all full of advice and tools about meditation. Many of those magazines exist, and I would highly recommend that you look those up. The one that we read most often is called Mindful, and I just love Mindful. You can also listen to podcasts or download an app onto your cell phone that helps you in meditation. Learning how to control your mind and control your thinking and being present in your current thoughts is all meditation. To do that, you have to build those those meditation muscles, those mind muscles. And so many of these apps take you through a stage, one, two, three, four stage process and a escalating stage that teaches you how to meditate. It's just like getting one of those apps that says couch to 4K. It starts you out slow and helps you learn how to be a person that stays focused in your thoughts and is present in your thoughts at that time. You can also go to seminars and learn all sorts of techniques about world work-life balance or meditation, both helping you to divorce your mind from the stresses of work so that you can be better. All of these pieces of advice are not about you spending less time at work and spending more time away. They're all about making the most of your time at work and the most at your time away from work. It's really about optimizing the limited resources that you have. And right now, those limited resources are time and effort. You only have so much time to give and you only have so much effort to give. When you optimize both your time and your effort, both at work and in your personal life, you're going to find more joy and more success in both. hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind Your Business. Please check me out on Facebook and Instagram and be sure to send me a message if there's something you need or want me to talk about. You know, the great motivational speaker Zig Ziglar once said, you can have anything in life you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. What does that mean for you today? That means if there's something in this content that is exciting and really resonates with you, pass it along to your friends. Share it. Let them develop and become strong in their thinking, in their motivation, in their knowledge, just like you are. Together, knowledgeable, you and your friends will change the world.